Welcome to At Sign WCSU, the <laughs> award-winning podcast that tells the truth about Western Connecticut State University. I'm Paul Steinmetz with engineer Pete Puccio. Hello. You got me with the at sign thing. It took me a second. <laughs> <laughs> and that was about all I have today, Pete. You got anything? Nope. Uh-oh. <laughs> Well, maybe we'll have to scrounge something up about coronavirus. Shall we do oh, that? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, next week, yeah. we're going to be talking about coronavirus in depth. That's right. But it's just because it's the, the topic on everyone's mind. You walk around campus, everybody's talking about it. I notice people washing their hands a lot longer than mm-hmm. normal That's or good. at all, for that matter. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's coming. Yeah. I, our president, John Clark, had a... Um, Made a statement about it. Did you hear about that? I didn't. He says, don't panic. He's, he requests, the president of the university, Dr. John Clark, requests, requests that we all stay calm. He wants us to know that he's pretty sure no one will die. <laughs> Is that really what it says? <laughs> we interrupt this podcast for an important announcement. The opinions of the president are his alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of at WCSU or its staff. Now back to our regular programming. Panic! <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of co- uh, conversation about this coronavirus right now, and there is some conflicting information. For instance, on Monday, the World Health Organization said, hey, chill. Then on Tuesday, the Centers for Disease Control in the U.S. said, it's coming, get ready. <laughs> And by the time this podcast airs, Governor Ned Lamont of Connecticut will have made a statement about how the state is preparing. And also, President Trump is scheduled to speak about the situation. So we know all is well. Yeah. So we'll talk about all that uh, next week. Yeah. So stay tuned. And don't worry. If WestCon needs to close between now and then and then burn down all the buildings in response to the coronavirus, we will give you plenty of notice, right? Yeah, and we'll we'll record episodes from home, so yes, don't worry. Absolutely. Plus, if you are a student living on campus and you have nowhere else to go, Pete Puccio <laughs> and his wife have an extra room. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> what are, we won't let you uh, just go homeless. If you're a student here, we'll figure something out. He has a basement. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> So no concerns here about dying a slow and miserable death. Good God. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go on to athletics at WestCon. What a segue. And that helps us forget our earthly problems. That's why athletics is good, one of the reasons. Today our guest is Caitlin Crowley, an assistant athletic director, and she has great news about the accomplishments of our student-athletes. Caitlin, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me, Paul. When we spoke last, we talked a little bit about what we were doing in athletics as far as community service went. Um, We were taking part in the NCAA Teamworks Challenge that was sponsored by this app called Helper Helper. Mm -hmm. Um, And last month, yeah, still February, last month (laughs) we learned that that, uh, WestCon was the Division III winner nationally for the NCAA Teamworks Challenge. So we're very proud of that. Our student athletes have contributed over 2,900 hours of community service so far this academic year and that number continues to grow as our teams continue to give back and participate in different activities yeah it's great it's not like you had to bull with these kids to do this either right they were all willing to do it absolutely you know i think a big piece of of what we've been able to do is, is certainly um 
attributed to the, our WCSU um, day of service that we did in the fall, which is which was fantastic. And, you know, I look forward to continuing to do that and engage with it. But our teams also do a significant amount of community service on their own. Um, our coaches are always encouraging our student athletes and our teams to give back to the community on their own. Um, we have a number of programs that have have engaged with different uh, community organizations. Um, I know a couple of our, our teams are going to be engaging with one of the local schools um, to go to lunch at one of the local schools and just kind of socialize with some of the elementary school students. So, you know, our, our, our coaches, our student athletes, all of our programs have done a fantastic job of giving back. And it's not something that we ever um, anticipate or hope for acknowledgement for. It's something that we do uh, because we receive so much support from from our community, whether it's the campus community, the Danbury community. We just want to be able to give back. And I really do think that oftentimes we get so much more out of it than than you think. Um, it's, it's such a beneficial experience and learning experience for our students as well. Yep. These students and their coaches have been doing this a long time, as you say, but still it's pretty amazing to be the number one school in the uh, United States. It is. It is. It's something, like you said, we've been doing it for a very long time. It's no different than than what we've continued to encourage our student athletes. Um, this was just the first year that we've participated in the NCAA Teamworks Challenge, and I think it's it's a, a concept that continues to grow nationally, and we're very proud of the accomplishment of being on top. Mm-hmm. And we crushed all the competition, <laughs> right? <laughs> As we like to in athletics, right? <laughs> so you... Uh, are very active as the associate um, athletic director here on campus. You've been here, what, six months now or something? A little bit more than that, yep, started in August. Oh, okay. So uh, you've uh, been involved in everything, and you got to go to the National NCAA Convention in Anaheim a few weeks ago, right? Correct, yeah. Every year the NCAA uh, has its convention end of January, typically. Uh, this is the third time that I've had the opportunity to go to the NCAA convention. And it's always an incredible experience, not just getting to meet and, and work with people from throughout the country that are doing the same sorts of things, but there's a lot of great professional development opportunities and sessions that you get to attend. And I think one of the more um, important things that we do at NCAA convention is we vote on legislation. And, and as a as a organizing and operating body, we we create the rules that we that we follow in NCAA Division Three. So it's always mm. fantastic to be a part of that process. Was there any big rules that came up this year? Uh, you know what the the funniest one and probably the the one that had one of the more uh, conversation on the on the floor was the one about snacks. We we <laughs> we approved legislation, um, Division Three approved legislation to permit. Um, unlimited snacks for student athletes prior to to, to convention um, certain we were limited in what we could provide our student athletes as far as snacks and I think that we recognized as a whole that our student athletes are often rushing between class and practice and may not have the time to grab something and as a coach you may have a box of you know granola bars in your office that they can they can grab as a snack but until now they couldn't do that. That was against the rules. So we've uh, we've since deregulated some of the snacks legislation. That's it was a, an interesting conversation on the floor. Yeah, no kidding. There are some arcane and kind of weird rules regarding athletics in uh, college, aren't there? I mean, there are things that normal people aren't going to think about, I don't think. 
Yeah, you know, I think that uh, our rule book is is pretty thick, and there's a lot to know. And I would be surprised if anyone knew every single rule that's in there. Yeah. Oftentimes, questions come up when something seems a little off, and you go look at it, and the rule's like, oh, I didn't didn't know that that was the rule. But um, I think what's important in that, you know, being at NCA convention really reminds you of is that the NCAA is not creating the rules and imposing them. It's it's us as a body, it's us as an organization, as Division Three. We come together and and we create the legislation, we vote on the legislation. It, it's us as a body that that really creates and enforces those rules. Um, if there is a rule that people feel is arcane, is old, is it needs updating, then that sort of um, that sort of item will be brought forth potentially as a potential legislation change that we vote on at, at the NCAA convention. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a great process to be a part of. And, you know, I think that um, there's a lot of things still on the horizon that the NCAA as an organization needs to continue to deal with that we heard a little bit about a couple weeks ago, but we're moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like where the NCAA gets a lot of criticism for a lot of different things. I guess most of it's aimed at Division One. But do you yes. feel like it's a good, healthy organization or and something that supports student athletes? Absolutely. And, you know, I think that the Division Three model, um, I think, is really the foundation of what the NCA originated from and and should strive for. We really um, we really focus on the whole student athlete experience. Um, we prioritize education over athletics. Student comes before athlete for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think in that sense, yes, the NCA is a very healthy organization. It's an important part of what we do. It's a governing body. There's a lot that goes into it. Um, but you're right. There are some some different issues that particularly pertain to the Division One level that have you know garnered some criticism widely throughout the country and uh one of those is the name image likeness debate that's happened and we had conversations about that and it was interesting um to hear people talk about it because you know you think of name image likeness you think about a basketball player at a big time division 1 school that doesn't have the right to to sell his name image likeness or be on a video game or something along those lines and what we don't necessarily think as much about is the trickle down to division 3 where we might have student athletes who are social media influencers mm-hmm. which was a, a huge conversation that we had that they may not be able to profit off of something that, you know, involves their ability as an athlete, perhaps minimally, mm-hmm. but is really just a business opportunity for them. Um, and so name image likeness was was a big topic of conversation. And I think the NCA is doing an excellent job of taking the membership's points of view into consideration as they find the best way to move forward legislatively. Um, and really just ethically how we can move forward and and make sure that we're continuing along the right lines as far as ensuring competitive equity um, and a a level playing field. Mm -hmm. So I had thought that really the sole argument about name image likeness wouldn't affect Division Three, but that's a great example of anybody could be an influencer. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I think we see it more and more that we do have kids on our campuses that are influencers mm-hmm. that, you know, whether they, they might have 10,000 Instagram followers and, and a business wants to, to promote something through their channels. And, and is that allowable on their Instagram channel if they've also posted a picture of themselves playing their sport completely unrelated? Right. Um, I think that that's really the biggest way that it, that it impacts us at this level. Um, and there's certainly student athletes that might garner certain attention that you would get at the Division One level um, as far as publicity goes and autographs go and, mm-hmm. you know, video games, that sort of thing. But um, I think most people do think about it 
at the the higher Division One levels, major basketball, major football, that kind of thing. Right, which doesn't really affect us. But it would be a shame if a student athlete here could not sell ads on his Instagram account, say, when the editor of the school newspaper could. And Same. that's that was part of the conversation is, you know, we we very much want to maintain um, the same experience between our student athletes and the general student body as far as receiving benefits goes. So we have legislation um, our extra benefit legislation saying basically that we the student athletes can't receive extra benefits that their peers might not receive just mm. because they're a student athlete. But name image likeness seems to go the other way where their peers can receive, you know, funds for promoting something on a, on a social media channel or being an influencer, but we're limiting them in doing that. So that was part of a, a larger conversation that we had. The NCA convention is great by having um, what we call the NCA the issues forum, the Division Three issues forum, and that hmm. was a big topic of conversation. Um, we provided and submitted insight and feedback um, to the NCA on some different ideas about how to move forward with name image likeness, particularly at the Division Three level. Must be hard, though, with all those people contributing to come up with a, uh, a single idea or that'll go forward. And and that's kind of where the, the governing body and the office of the NCA kind of comes into play because we had, I, I'm going to say, 150 small round tables in a large room, um, and each one of those tables submitted feedback. Uh, and someone's job is to go through that feedback and see where the majority of us stand and what the best way to move forward might be. Right. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And is there anything going on on campus here that we should, our listeners should know about, about uh, athletics here? Absolutely. So we're just kicking off our spring season. As a matter of fact, I think I saw some of our grounds crew members um, out working on softball and baseball field, which is always a great sign because mm-hmm. it means that spring is right around the corner. Um, our first home lacrosse, men's lacrosse game is tonight actually on campus. Wow. Um, and we're really just kind of going full swing into the spring season. We're closing out the winter season and men's women's swimming is done. Um, and women's basketball concludes this week. Men's basketball is still fighting for a spot in the postseason. So um, closing out the winter season, kicking off the spring season. And then on top of that, next week on February 27th, we're hosting the second annual um, Day of Giving that we're doing through the Fairfield County Community Foundation, mm-hmm. uh, where we're aiming to raise as much money for our programs as possible to be able to enhance our student-athlete experience and support our programs as they strive for success on and off the field. So you can give online there. Correct. It's an online portal. We've been sending some information out to our alums, to our supporters, or family members, um, and we've been pushing it out on social media, and we'll continue to push it out as we lead up to it. I think we're eight days away from that kicking off. It's yeah. just 24 hours of raising as much money as possible so that we can support our programs. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I was at the softball breakfast this morning. That was a good event. It's always great to see these athletes who are um, so focused and energetic. Absolutely, they yes. stand out really. They right? do, and they're they're passionate about what they do, and that's why it's so exciting to watch them compete. Um, you know, oftentimes when people come to a game on campus, they they see one, they see an hour or two hours of competition, but they don't see the many many hours that go in in the weight room and and in practice and all of the things that they do to make themselves the best that they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that really is driven by their passion to play the sport. So mm-hmm. that does come out in just the way they carry themselves. Mm-hmm. It's really good. 
How come the men's teams don't have breakfasts and things like that, like the women's teams? You do? know, I, I was at um, baseball did a dinner, so oh, maybe they, they prefer mm-hmm. to go go at night. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> that must be it. Maybe they're not morning people. I don't know. <laughs> I don't need to go to more breakfasts anyway, but it's just a thought. Hey, thanks for coming in today and updating us again. We'll uh, have you in in the future too. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. My pleasure, Caitlin. Today's edition of At WCSU is brought to you by Institutional Advancement. That's an office here at Westcon that raises money to support students. They're also hosting the Macrocostas Entrepreneur of the Year Award, which is coming up March 26th. You can get a ticket to it. It's only $35 a person. Great breakfast out at the Amber Room. Starts at 7.30 a.m., Again, on March 26th, the awardees this year are Eric Landegren and Andrew Blauner. They run Bridgewater Chocolates. They founded it and run it, and it's actually in Brookfield now. Now, this could be false, but I heard that anybody who goes gets a lifetime supply of chocolate. Do you think that's true? <laughs> they get two little pieces of chocolate oh, at two their little table. Pe- okay, yeah. never mind then. But it's still pretty good because yeah. it's really great chocolate. Great. Yeah, so see you there. And now, recorded live in the basement of Whitehall, at WCSU co-host Chantel Williams. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm well. How are you? I'm good. 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 <laughs> Have you had a good week? Yeah, it's been a good week. Um, I haven't gotten sick yet, so and hope not to. So I've been staying um, healthy. That's good. Um, and yeah, it's been a it's been a pretty good week. Um, these days are flying by though. Mm-hmm. Um, they're We're going, halfway through, right? Yeah, they're going really, really fast. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, um, and we were just talking about that in class today, how fast like everything is moving. So it's, it's kind of crazy um, just to think about it because we're literally like almost there. Like we're, we're done with social work um, here the first week of May. So they're just like, mm. you know, you know, you know, you guys only have like really like two months left. And we're just like, oh. <laughs> and we just, you know, we're just getting equipped in our internships. It's starting to feel like an actual job. And right. then pretty soon we're just going to have to like terminate and like say bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when I feel like I'm actually like in there, you know, like right. um, in the process. So it's, it, we were just talking about all of that and that process and everything like that. How um, does that work? I mean, you're saving kids' lives and you're yeah. kind of, then you walk away and they walk off the cliff? Yeah. And, well, that's the part of like the process in which like from the beginning. Um, so th- there's a whole bunch of stages in which we go through when we work with our clients, um, not just like for interns, but when you have like a, a you know, an actual mm-hmm. client when we're mm-hmm. in the field, um, it would just be. Say if I'm an actual social worker and I'm working on a case, you know, I'm, I'm a case manager or something and um, I have a client and I'm getting ready to terminate with that client. Ideally, it will be more than, you know, a couple of months, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, you will have to open up that subject ahead of time so that they can expect it. And it's not just sprung on them. Um that's you know, good. like a week before. So mm-hmm. you kind of close out everything like kind of like ahead of time. You start that process. You keep reminding them, you know, like, um, you know, I, either they're leaving or I'm leaving. Like, say, if it's a situation where I'm leaving and they're getting a new um, case manager or something because I took a different position, you kind of get them equipped um, with that um, case manager and just kind of start that process. But that's something that we were taught in like um, class, like the termination process. So as of now, we're not fully there yet, but the mind and everything, the mindset and everything is, is in there. So just little stuff here and there. Um, 
where we from I know for myself um, since I am in probation I have to be careful not to take on like um, too many like new cases that I won't be able to continue with and I have to make sure I have that open dialogue with um, my clients saying like I am an intern um, this is not a permanent position for me um, and then also that open dialogue with like my supervisor and things like that to um, discuss like when I'll be leaving and then what that looks like and things like that. So it's just kind of getting the word out there. But you don't want to like, especially if you're working with children, you don't want to spring it on them because they, mm. they build this connection with you. So um, they're going to cry, right? When yeah. Um, and, and a lot, you know, a lot of times it's just still that initial reaction of just like, you know, they're not going to be here because they got so used to you, you know, mm-hmm. and it's easy. It's easy to get used to your, you want the kids to do that. Um, but we're in a tough position because, you know, we're not this is not our job this is our internship and I remember when my intern when I was little um my, my it was she was a teacher's assistant um she got an actual teaching position and we cried our eyes out when mm-hmm. she left because it's just that person that you're so used to having you know there most of the time you um, like her better than the teacher yeah. right? she's nicer. <laughs> yeah. yes she was oh she was so nice she was so nice um she was just amazing and I, it was I, it was first grade so you know I got attached very easily um but you know, at that time we didn't understand. Okay, she's she's gonna be an actual teacher. She's gonna have her own classroom. Um, but the way she did it was nice. She brought us all gifts and stuff, and wrote each of us like personal letters. You know, you things like that. that. Um, I can't really do that for my clients, hmm. but um, I have like I will schedule times to meet with them. Um, yeah, it, there's, it's funny that we're talking about this because we're literally just talking about this in class. But. Um, at my internship, because I'm intern at juvenile probation, um, there's actually a probation officer that's retiring, hmm. so she's going through that process now, and um, she kind of like kind of all her cases kind of dispersed. She kind of is doing in the process of doing all her final meetings with her clients, um, and she said like it's kind of weird because I have I have nothing to do. <laughs> like she was just sitting around, you know, walking back and forth because she's not used to like not yeah. you know being busy. But she's retiring in a couple of weeks, so um, are she's you going to take her job? I will, I'm taking some of her cases, yeah. so <laughs> can't take the job though. You know, I got to go through the whole, you know, training and stuff right. like that. You know, got to be actually certified first, but you know, before I can take on the position. But um, I actually will be given one of her cases, which I'm ex- excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's kind of helping me with that as well. So it's it's a it's a sad process, um, but it's an important process as social workers that we make sure we have like that open communication. So do these kids call you Miss still? Yeah, some of them. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't mind getting called, like, by my first name, Chantel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. It's what, like, I'm comfortable with it. I know some probation officers are not, but most probation officers are fine with just, you know, the first name. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fine with the first name because um, it, it sounds weird <laughs> when they say, like, miss. I'm like, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> just like, so I'm fine with just, like, my first name. And I feel like they are more open to, like, talk, like uh, talking yeah. to me and they mm-hmm. feel more down to earth to talk to me. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't really care for like the miss thing. <laughs> That's so. been a good experience though, so far. It, it is. sounds like yeah, it's a really good experience. So yeah, it's just like it's just that we, you know how you talk about something. So in the beginning of the semester, it was like you know this is going to go by really fast, and pretty soon you're going to be talking about termination. It was like yeah, mm. but we have a long way to go, and then now it's here. <laughs> so it's funny how like it comes full circle, mm-hmm. um, and you know, we're we're talking about it. So um, it's pretty interesting. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, these days are flying by, so <laughs> yeah. got to cherish every moment of it um, that I have here, you know, left and make sure um, that I accomplish, you know, everything and um, that I'm um, setting up the right stuff. So when uh, whoever comes in next will be able to, you know, take over and um, 
following the footsteps. Maybe you could do a bingo tournament before you lost. <laughs> right, I know where I could actually win something, right? Listen, I, I know. Maybe I can <laughs> maybe I can actually like win something in bingo. I'm Sorry, hoping. kids, I'm winning everything. Right, what a right. This is like this is this is for me, um, for my <laughs> ego, so I can actually win something in bingo. But no, I yeah, I'm gonna probably plan something. We're just talking about, you know, different end of the year events and stuff like that that we can plan to kind of wrap everything up. Um, we just It's literally like the conversation we've been having all day is like talking about new e-board members and mm. things like that for clubs. But yeah. yeah um, that's coming up too. Yeah. It's every, everything is just coming up so fast and we're just like, oh wow, like it's crazy. Um, but yeah, that's funny. Yeah, but my goal, yeah, is still to win at Bingo. So I, I still got a couple chances left. So Did you skip February? Did I go? No, I didn't. I wasn't able to go to the Valentine's Day one. Uh, but there's another. I know, right? And I probably that probably would mm-hmm. would have been the one I won. But mm-hmm. um, I I know there's one March. I think like the first week. Um, I don't know if Pac put out their schedule yet. But I know, you know, as said before, Pete they have it one. Up. It is scheduled. It's already, scheduled. Already. Okay, good. So I know that there's you know one coming up. So yeah, I'll be there and hopefully two left, maybe maybe yeah. three. Maybe I think they're gonna try to squeeze three. Yeah, and in March and April, yeah, in the beginning of May, probably for um like spring week and West West mm. week. All right, are you ready? Mm-hmm. March fourth. There we go. April first, April 29th. There we go. Chantel, hey. we talk about this way too often. I know. We Paul talk and I, about Paul it. When and you're I talk not about here. it. Yeah, when we're not recording, we yeah. talk about you and your your bingo, my bingo. saga. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what we should have did is like recorded my reaction every time I went to bingo and lost, <laughs> and I'm gonna get that one reaction where I actually win at bingo. <laughs> wow. Hopefully, so yeah. Okay, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm. I have three chances. Three chances to and win something. We said we take. We do portable podcast yeah. live podcast on April 29th. If yeah. you haven't won yet. Okay, yeah. That We're sounds doing like a good it. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Put it in the calendar. Yes. <laughs> that would be a good idea. So, yeah, I have three chances. So, my time is coming, you know? Yes. Yeah. So, that's something to look forward to. <laughs> my bingo mm-hmm. time here at WCSU. <laughs> that's right. They don't have it at Fordham and uh, Howard. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. think so. They might, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to have time for bingo. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, probably we'll that see. too. <laughs> but speaking of bingo, so that's happening those days and then we have a couple of stuff coming up this week and next week and leading into March 1st mm. March is this week yeah. so <laughs> it's like everything is just going and going and going um, so the first thing that we have is a Black History and Heritage Month dinner brought to you by um, Sodexo and that will be um, Thursday February the 27th at 4.30 and it ends at 8pm and it's going to be on West Side. Um, and then you can use your meal swipes or you can use your flex or you can pay if you're a commuter um, and, f- and you don't have a friend that can swipe you. Um, but I, I <laughs> swipe I my friends. To have <laughs> right. So <laughs> I, 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 I have my because I, I have a lot of meals swipes left over. Oh, so yeah, you don't want to waste them. right? Yeah. No, I rather them not go to waste. So I like my friends are commuters. So. Um, the days do you have that to they do it with late. female students, or do you? Do they oh, pay do attention? With, uh, or they uh, don't care. I, I don't think they care as long as like you're not, you know, like you. As long as you get paid. Yes, as long as they get paid. Um, and as long as <laughs> like you're not going over like your limit, like for yourself. I feel like I, I do it because I know I have extra most wipes. Don't mm-hmm. just go swiping away, and you don't have enough left for yourself. Yeah, so. no, they wouldn't like that. Yeah, but um, I do it because I have extra, and I just don't want to like waste them, you know. Mm-hmm. So. And if any of them are, like, hungry and stuff, of course, I'm going to, you know, swipe them in. I so. wonder if Sodexo listens to this podcast. They will now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they – I don't think they mind it. I, I don't know because, like, I have to swipe on Midtown um, for my friends to, like, sit in the calf. And so I know mm-hmm. that was, like, a discussion that was going on. They were trying to um, 
change that. But um, I don't know. I do it. Yeah, I do it all the time. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't see anything wrong with it because I pay for the meal swipes, but... I just don't want them to go to waste. I feel yeah. like that's waste no, no, of you money. Do that. Yeah, so you're a good friend. Thank you. <laughs> so I just try to help out there. But this is going to be a great meal, and I know um, with speaking with Daryl and Elena from um, Sodexo, um, I know that they went to different places throughout Connecticut to look at like like soul food places um, and different like um, cultural like restaurants that's to a look good at job. their yeah the and to look at <laughs> no they, they're dedicated okay, <laughs> okay <laughs> they're yeah. very dedicated. Yeah, they're dedicated. <laughs> To look at, um, like, the menus and, and, like, the food options and things like that and then try to bring that um, here. So, like, kind of make a menu, like, that represents, like, the different cultures and stuff like that. So that's this dinner, and I think it's going to be really good. So, and it's happening, uh, again, West Side, um, February the 27th. That's Thursday, 4.30 to 8 p.m. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I think it's going to be, I, I don't, they don't have like the menu right now, but I think it's a surprise. So I think it's going to be like mac and cheese, chicken, um, and I'm not sure what else. I know Daryl named a few things, but I can't remember all of it, but I think mm-hmm. it's going to be um, really good. Good. Yeah, so yes, I think that's um, something to look forward to. I always love like the food events and seeing the different themes. Um so, yeah, that's something to look forward to. February um, the 28th, Friday, there's going to be a Ecuador service trip information session. And this is for those who are interested in going to Ecuador. Um, I believe this is for June 6th through the 14th um, of this year. So, um, and I know you can, I believe during this trip you can earn credits um, for it. And, and it counts towards your special language i believe um because i spoke with donna and she you know she does like a lot of these trips and she works with the um departments to um get trips like this together and she would love more students that are interested um and for those of you who don't know donna warner she is the icep um like director um she uh is traveling abroad yes traveling abroad and um which is another great opportunity, and she also does little trips like this. If you can't do a full semester, there's always, like, the intercessions, um, summer and winter, uh, and trips like that that go on. So this is a trip to Ecuador. And if you want to know more about um, this trip, the cost, where you guys will be going, as of now, it says that you are going to um, explore the Andes Mountains um, and some other things. I'm not really sure. You're going to um, learn the native culture and eat the cuisine and everything like that. So you're really going to be immersed in the culture. Um, and the info session is going to be at 5.30 p.m. Midtown Student Center, room 209. And that's Friday, February the 28th, um, if you want to learn more about that. I think that will be an awesome trip. Um, very good experience. And mm-hmm. I know the past trips, um, she had a couple of students that came back from the past that um, talked about their experience studying abroad. And they, I know one, I always forget his name, but one individual is actually working um abroad now oh, as a kidding. teacher because mm-hmm. of that well that's good yeah because of his um after he studied abroad he loved it um he finished up here and now he's working um out there um i forgot exactly where he's at somewhere far where he did the abroad studying you know, he did studying abroad so mm. um it's a great opportunity and also there's a class coming up i have to ask donna the exact date but where they um teach students like if you do study abroad and if you do trips like that and you put it on your resume how to like market yourself and how mm. um to talk to jobs and things like that so they understand the importance of this experience so kind of like how to like get yourself out there and explain how this experience helped you and how it's beneficial and 
how it makes you stand out. Because a lot of students may do it and they're like, yeah, hey, that was I fun. did it. Yeah, right. I did it, you know, for a vacation. I got the experience. But you can actually utilize it in a lot of jobs and things like that. So trying try and tying that together like we talk about with the podcast on yes. your resume yeah 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 and how that helps me and promotes me and things like that so yeah they do the same thing with this trip yeah. so I can we, get we're getting you into graduate school <laughs> yes <laughs> they're gonna listen to this podcast and they're gonna be like <laughs> you got in because of the podcast <laughs> so i owe it all to you guys <laughs> Thank you. so yeah <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> i'll make sure <laughs> you get your recognition <laughs> It had nothing to do with me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a great opportunity. So I, I hope more students take advantage of it. But, again, if you can't do the, you know, the um, whole semester, you can do little trips like this that they have. And, again, this is June 6th through the 14th. So if you're interested in going, go to this information session. It's going to be a good time. Um, I'm sure they're going to have food because I don't always have food for her events. <laughs> um, and get just, just even if you're just not sure you're on the edge kind of want to go you're not sure just go to the info session and i feel like you'll leave there feeling better and more confident about your decision and what you would like to do yeah good idea yeah and then there's also going to be friday february the 28th there's going to be a prevention of compassion fatigue with self-care and health promotion practices um as you guys know i'm a social worker so it's important um self-care is always an important aspect um and how it affects your health um so this is like a lecture-based um, event series. Well, they're going to have four series. So this is the fourth series that they're having, and it will be at 7 p.m. in room 122 in Whitehall, um, Midtown. And um, it's brought to you by the WCSU Department of Nursing, and it's different workshops that they have going on. So it will be good to like um, kind of listen in on that, participate in the workshops, kind of tie self-care into health because it they go hand in hand mm -hmm. little you know a lot of people don't know that but self-care is very important and how um your body reacts how your mental you know like your mental stability and everything like that so it's important to have that yeah because you guys are um, facing some horrible situations yeah pretty constantly mm -hmm. so like not only do we have to deal with our situation like our own personal lives but we're taking on a lot of like others issues we're that taking are worse on than you yeah yeah than yours, right? yeah so Most like we're time. taking on our clients and you know a lot of the times um we take that with us emotionally mm -hmm. mentally um and we not we may not realize it you know and, and this is this is the beginning i'm in the, the beginning beginning stage um if you talk to social workers that have been in the field for like um five years if you speak to different ones they all might be in a different stage mm. um have a different mentality than others because um some social workers they experience burnout and mm -hmm. then they don't recognize it until they're actually going through it. Some catch it like right before. Um, so it's, it's interesting to talk to a social worker when they're in the field or anybody that's in that profession dealing with clients um, that may have all of these issues and that you take them on because you really oftentimes don't realize it and then you have like your own life problems going on. So you're internalizing all of that along with others and then you're um, it, it's, it's, it's hard to balance the two. So I know for myself one thing that I have to be aware of it's kind of like turning my brain off and on when I'm at work and then when I'm out um, you know in school and stuff like that and kind of just like um, flipping the switch you know naturally you're going to think about it but it shouldn't be to a point where it's affecting your life and that you're totally consumed because you have a life as well and mm -hmm. you know you you can you can you, you're helping you know but you have to be aware of like how invested you are in in it so um and you know you have to make sure that job 
and life is separated in somewhat of a way. Um, so that's important. And it's just like something I feel like that you learn more on. It's something that I, I learn more, you know, I'm still learning. Um, when I get out in the field and I'm actually like experiencing it, I'm sure like, you know, I will have to like, you know, take some time and stuff like that, especially depending on what field you go into. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that um, is something that, yeah, is important. So I think these series will help with it. Yeah, yeah. good. Especially um, the nursing department as well. Of course, you know, they work long hours um, and they work with individuals, you know, taking care of individuals. So they're the perfect ones to um, host this event. So, again, this is Friday, February the 28th, and it starts at 7 p.m. room 122 in Whitehall. um, And that's Midtown. Um, PAC is hosting a take it or leave it. um, And that will happen 8 p.m. on West Side in the Westside Campus Ballroom, and this is a game show event, and it would enable students to try to win gift cards. I'm not really sure. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's like, okay, so the photo, the poster looks like kind of like deal or no deal, but it, I don't think it's deal or no deal. It's take it or leave it, so no, I don't it know. Is. It's just like deal or it's no deal. deal. Or no deal. Yep. Okay, yep. so I was like, okay, I don't, this looks like deal or no deal, but I don't know. <laughs> so it's the deal or no deal scheme, and for those of you who don't know, I don't know if deal or no deal is still on TV, but I used to love watching it. Um, it's just like a whole bunch of briefcases, and each briefcase carries the amount from zero to, is it a half a million? I think it was a half, think a half a million dollars. dollars. Um, and then the goal is to get the 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 briefcase that carries the less amount of money. Um, you get to pick one briefcase starting off before the game starts, um, and you hold on to that briefcase. And then the process goes, the broker, he, like, gives you a number you can either take the deal or not or you can press your chance to either you have the half a million or the half a million is still up there and you have a chance to to get it so um it was always fun but it's a game of chance i feel mm-hmm. like so um so i think this is kind of like that and you have a chance instead of actual money uh, we're gonna they're gonna do gift cards so that's good i don't know the amount of gift cards but it sounds fun so that's gonna be on friday um the 28th as well 8 p.m west side ballroom Cool. Yes. And I just want to say um, we got a, a lot of positive feedback from um, about the WOWs, like new layout. So congrats to those who are on to the committee you. yeah, mm-hmm. who uh, put that together because a lot of the students are enjoying the flyer. Um, and I think they're that's enjoying good. Yeah, yeah, they're enjoying mm-hmm. it. So um, I think that's good to Something else for your resume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to add on to it, I, like we're actually meeting with the career um, center next week for a class to go over, like just keep on building on to okay, our resume. Good. Yeah, mm-hmm. for our seminar class. So that's exciting. I was just thinking about, okay, I need to add this, 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 this on there. So <laughs> it's another thing to to add on. But it's it's awesome that I still have the opportunities to keep adding stuff on there. Mm-hmm. So. Just keep on adding. <laughs> yeah. The hard part is that you forget to do it when you have all this stuff and you say, yeah. oh, I'll put it on later, and then you forget. Well, you forget, yeah. So that's why I try to it. keep a log of, like, everything that I'm involved in so I won't forget. So when it, like, comes time for me to, like, log it on my resume, I won't, like, I'll have the information. I try to, because it's very easy, like you said, to forget, like, oh, my God, I forgot I was involved with this and this and this. So when you're involved with a lot of things, so it's just an, I, I try to just keep a log of everything. When did you start doing that? Um, Let's see. Probably when I, it was, it was most like when I first started working. So, like, because my mom, like, always said, like, keep a log of all everything that you do. So it was probably when I first, like, got my first job, which was um, 
working at a camp, at a summer camp. So I, I had that because I didn't really have like a resume at the time. I was only like 13. So mm-hmm. um, it was new to me. And then when I actually started to build my resume, I was able to put that in. And I was in a couple of committees on at school as well, in high school. Um, so I put all of that information on there. And then I just kept the log as I just kept adding on to it. Um, whatever job I had over this summer, the skills that I needed and things like that, just tried to keep all of that. And the dates, too, because I know, like, the you have to put, like, the dates and stuff like that. Um and I tried to keep as many contacts as I like at least one contact from each of the jobs that I've worked. So I still am very much in touch with my old supervisor because um, she was like a huge mentor for me. So I'm in touch with her and I have like a um, letter of recommendation from her because mm. I try to get one from everyone. So I just try to you know, build up because I know like I'm going to you know need it now. So <laughs> um, it's good to just have that all that information i kind of try to keep it like in a folder or keep it in like a document so i know like okay i have this 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 on here so so it sounds like your mom's gonna try to take credit for your success too. <laughs> no, she already does <laughs> she already does it's too late no um she doesn't try to take credit for it she's just very like she's she's just passed down her skills because she does the same thing with like her logs and stuff like that um so she said this is always like a good thing to have just to make sure that you have all your information lined up because you're involved in a lot of stuff and you can put all of this on there. So she just passed that down to my brother and I. So, yeah. Pete, have you, do you keep logs of all the stuff you do? No. Yeah, me either. No. That's why we're here instead of no. going to be successful like Ow. Chantel. No. Jeez Louise. It's nice. It's we're a small fish in a tiny pond. It's okay. <laughs> You're making a bigger impact than you think. Oh, okay. <laughs> that sounded like social work, Tom. <laughs> yes, you have to turn the negative to a positive. Yes. I think she's handling us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, yeah, I think it's yeah. So that's a good skill that I just try to have. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah. And then as soon as I do that, I just try to add it on to my resume. Um, But this is like, I just want to make sure like I'm formatting my resume and everything, you know, professionally, because I know like the criteria can change, Mm -hmm. the format, the um, lettering, you know, everything like that. I just wanted to make sure it's organized. So we're having the opportunity to speak with the Career Center. Um, They're coming to our seminar class and having like a little workshop like that, because that was everyone's common concern. Because it was like, when do we start applying for jobs? And we need our resumes. Yeah. And so, so right. like we wanted to, she was like, okay, we're going to have somebody from the Career Center come in and help you guys with that. So That's good. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So um, we're done with events? Yes, we're done with events. <laughs> That's great. Thanks, Chantel. We'll Thank see you. you next week. Yes. Thank you to Pete Puccio and producer Scott Volpe. They come up with new ideas for the podcast, and they make me do them. Many have worked out, and that's why our audience is steadily growing. If you are listening for the first time, you can download all the episodes at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and just about anywhere you go for your podcasts. Listen every week and leave a review that says this is the best university podcast you have ever heard. Thanks, everyone. For Chantel Williams, this is Paul Steinmetz with At WCSU.